0: Plus.
1: Welcome to the
0: Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour one.
1: Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. Should you wish to be on the program, as always, delighted to have you. They don't know who did it. They have no idea. They say there's no DNA and no fingerprints, curiously, on the bag of cocaine found at the White House. Hmm, I wonder who's, you know, this was the Trump administration. Any White House employee who went on television for any interview whatsoever about anything, the anchor would say, but first, can you confirm or deny that the cocaine was yours? They're not going to do that with the Biden White House. So if you want to speculate that it's Hunter's cocaine, I mean, they can't really stop you at this point. We're going to get to that. But I want to get to something else first. I want to play you some audio. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it. This is uh, John Berman, who I know and like, good dude. Um, He's an anchor on CNN. This is him discussing the economy. So that's what people were saying. And it's what people were feeling
0: and and still are. Polls show that most Americans think the economy is in bad shape. And by the way, they blame President Biden. But lately, the reality has been anything but bad. The economic data just keeps being pretty darn good. Just today, we learned that inflation rose by only 3%, the lowest pace since March of 2021. The latest jobs report showed the economy added some 209,000 new jobs. There have been 13.2 million jobs created since Biden took office. So inflation is slowing. Jobs, they're increasing, and the economy is still growing. So why are things
1: so good, and why did everyone get it so wrong? You got that? You got it wrong. Here is uh, Bill Cohen. He's an economic writer, one of those plugged-in Wall Street types for Puck News. He's on MSNBC.
0: People like being unhappy about a lot of things in America right now, unfortunately. And I think, you know, when, say, uh, Mitch McConnell says his goal is to make sure Barack Obama doesn't have a second term, when he says, I'm not going to allow uh, a Supreme Court justice to be nominated that should have been nominated by Barack Obama, uh, when Donald Trump says... You know, he won the election when he lost the election. I mean, I think people are just in a foul mood. So nobody wants to give Joe Biden credit for what is really a
1: remarkable situation with the economy. I told you this was going to happen. We've had a bit of a slow news week this week. Let, let me just say, we've had a, a slow, there's not a lot happening this week. And that's good. It's a change of pace. It allows me to stretch my leg on topics. I have not intended, however was not my intention to start this program every day talking about this particular issue of the economy and the reaction to it by people in the news. So this Bill Cohen one, more than anything, is is instructive to me. Because of how he ends it. Let me pull this up again. Let, Let me get back to the end of it here. Just listen to the way he ends this. This is Bill Cohen from Puck News. He's talking on MSNBC on Morning Joe. Nobody wants to give Joe Biden credit for what is really a remarkable situation with the economy. Nobody wants to give Joe Biden credit. He wants Joe Biden to get credit. You people are ungrateful. Y'all are to blame. Shame on you. That's essentially what's going on here. You, You do need to understand that is essentially what is going on here is they think you are ungrateful. They think you should be happy with your lot in life right now. There is a war going on right now, and I'm not talking about Ukraine. There's a war going on right now by progressives, mostly via the Biden administration, against the middle class. They claim, the Biden administration claims they're helping the middle class by essentially taking money from the rich and giving it to the poor. They're helping the middle class through expansive government programs. They're helping the middle class. What they're doing is they're suffocating and strangling the middle class. What they are doing is punishing the middle class. Let's just go back to to Kamala Harris yesterday. Kamala Harris wants to expand the size of bathrooms on airplanes. That's their big thing. With everything else going on in the world, they want to expand the size of bathrooms on airplanes because some really fat TikTok influencers have done a series of videos complaining that they can't fit in the seats, let alone the bathroom. So we need to do something for the fat kids of TikTok. Y'all, while I'm sympathetic to large people on airplanes who can't move about well or use the bathroom well, there's a whole class of people in wheelchairs who can't get on planes. The Americans with Disabilities Act does very little for any of them. And that, by the way, is, is their being in a wheelchair is not anything they can tr- control, unlike these TikTok influencers controlling their weight. To expand the bathroom size is to restrict the number of seats on a plane, which is to raise the per seat cost, which is to raise the cost to the middle class to travel anywhere on vacation. Right now, though ticket prices are higher than they've been, they're still far cheaper than they were in the 1970s when only rich people and businessmen could travel to expand the bathroom is to increase the cost to the middle class and supposedly in the name of helping the middle class, but it's not just that. You go to the grocery store, you want to eat, they have told you for years, shop the perimeter of the grocery store, shop the fruit and vegetables, shop the meat, shop the dairy and leave. Don't go in the middle of the store. And yet now the government is trying to incentivize you to eat plant-based meats that have synthetic hemoglobin, lab-grown chicken. And a host of other things that are far less good for your body, but supposedly good for the planet, even though there's massive energy costs in producing them. And notice the government doesn't want almond milk to be called almond milk because it's not milk from an animal, but you can do a plant-based meat and call it meat, though it's not meat. The actual, real, authentic plant-based meat is called a cow it eats grass and converts it into healthy meat for you and me to eat. If you want your kid to get a good education that actually does the ABCs instead of the LGBTQs, you got to pay for private school or homeschool, In public school, now that you're already paying for, they do indoctrination of the gender unicorn instead of teaching you the basics. One plus one no longer equals two. That's white supremacy. It can be whatever the hell you want it to be as long as it's not the actual answer because the actual answer is proof of white supremacy, just like the founding fathers, just like basic grammar, just like the history of the United States, just like anything that's an impediment to them indoctrinating your kid. You want your kid to learn, you got to take them out of school and homeschool them or private school them because the public schools and frankly, a lot of private schools are more more involved with woke indoctrination than they are actually educating your kids. The bureaucrats in Washington lament the United States kids falling behind, and then they shut the schools down. And when they came back, they put gay porn in the elementary school libraries, and you're a bigot if you want to take it out. Your power grid doesn't work in most parts of the country. There are blackouts and brownouts. Do you know how environmentally destructive solar power and wind are? You know those windmills with their fiberglass turbines? They only last a few years. They don't actually offset their carbon footprint in most cases by the time they're put out the pasture. And then you got to bury them just so to avoid environmental contamination. To build the solar panels, you've got to pollute parts of Africa and kill off small Africans so that you can have solar power until a hailstorm comes let alone the environmental erosion. Do you know down in South Georgia near me, a farmer was able to win multi-million dollar lawsuit against a solar farm because the erosion caused by the solar panels was so bad, it polluted the farmer's farm. But yet those are the eco-friendly options. You want a large car? Get, Get in line. A lot of people do. Good luck trying to find one. The used car prices are through the roof. The new car prices are impossible. The Biden administration, they don't want you to afford a plane ticket to go anywhere, and they want to put you in a battery-powered car that limits how far you can go to limit your carbon footprint so John Kerry can fly on a private plane. He, by the way, is testifying today denying that he owns a private plane or that his wife does, never mind that he flies them all the time. I guess they have net jets, so they technically don't own one. They just summon one whenever they want one. But you, good luck, you can't even afford a plane ticket right now, and they want to make it worse. You can't afford the private education for your kids. You can't afford a car. You can't afford gas. You can't afford groceries. And they want you to be grateful for it. They can't believe you think the economy sucks. For them, old and childless and living in Washington, D.C., where they can commute, they think it's grand and glorious. They think you're a bad, ungrateful person for not thanking Joe Biden for screwing you out of your existence. And it's all part of the plan. You do need to understand this. All of these pieces together are part of a Democrat master plan. They do want to raise your costs of living. They do. They've been very open in the past about making it more expensive for you to live, to force you to subsidize government programs for energy, for your heat pump in your house, for your refrigerator, for your dishwasher that takes five hours to wash the dishes, for your battery-powered car, for your kids' education, for your livelihood. They want you dependent on the government, and you are supposed to be grateful for them wanting you to be dependent on them. I try to limit my Bible references because some people say I talk about God too much on here, and I get it. But I find it notable. You know, God creates Adam and Eve. They're in the Garden of Eden. You know what he does? He says, y'all got to go to work. Y'all got to go to work. Puts them to work, tending the garden. Now, whether you believe it's a fairy tale, a fable, or real, it doesn't matter. It's just notable that as captured here, one of the chief commands of God is go to work. The left doesn't want you to go to work. They want you in a socialist utopia where you can go live your best life now with Joel Osteen. You don't have to do any work. It's not good for you. It's not good for your soul. They're disincentivizing you going to work. They're disincentivizing you going back to work. They're making it costly for you to go to work, to start a job, to start a business, to have a business, to get employees. They're making it super expensive. They want you on the government dime. They want you on the social safety welfare net, and they will punish you if you're an entrepreneur and try to get off the state welfare system system. They want your kids dumbed down and indoctrinated so they can't compete with anyone. They don't even want you having kids. When your kids are at school, they're going to transition them and sterilize them without you knowing it if they can get their way while showing them gay porn in kindergarten. And I'm not making that up. They literally are showing kindergartners explicit Sexual pictures in comic books that are drawn to answer the questions of kids, and they found them in the elementary school library, not in the upper school library. And when you complain about it, they call you a book banner. This is all part of the progressive plan to corrupt the mind, stop you from procreating, and drive up your costs. So if you do have kids, you're going to be punished in order to save the planet. And God forbid you get a gas stove. And the media, they're either in on it or they're naive. Maybe instead of telling you that by the numbers, the economy's doing so well, why aren't people thinking Joe Biden? Maybe they should ask why you're not thinking Joe Biden. Because you're not feeling it. It still costs more to fill up your car than when Donald Trump was there. It still costs more to get milk for your kids from the grocery store, let alone buy beef or chicken. You still can't get baby formula at the grocery store. We've forgotten about the baby formula. There's still shortages of baby formula in the country. And the talking heads on television just don't get it because they don't live in your world. They live in New York City. They are chauffeured to their office in the morning where someone puts on their makeup before they go on television. They live in Washington, D.C., where they have their chauffeurs whisk them around or they can take their Uber while turning their nose up at Uber and condemning it. They still use the service. They live in a cloistered bubble. When you live in Washington, D.C., the wealthiest part of the the country where employment is the lowest and everyone has a high-tech, well-paying job, of course it's easy to look at the rest of us and say, why aren't they grateful for what Joe Biden's done? Because we live in the real world, not the cloistered bubble of the Beltway or the Washington-New york Acela Corridor. We live where groceries are more expensive. Groceries are—we are, are we have less supply than we used to. Gas is more expensive. Cars are more expensive. Rent's more expensive. Mortgages are more expensive. And if you want your kid to get a good education, you got to pay for that, too. Never mind you're already paying for public school. They're not educating kids. They're indoctrinating kids. So all of our costs have gone up. And you people expect us to be grateful? No. We're ready to throw all the bums out. And when we do, you're still not going to understand what happened because your life is really good where you live. You're just not living where most Americans live. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Delighted to have you. I, I do want to give you one small bit of housekeeping. I will not be here tomorrow. Your prayers appreciated. My wife and I have not been out of town, away from our children, ever. Uh, well, once in 2013, I had to go to London, but otherwise, if we travel anywhere, we travel with them. Uh, and we've never done babysitters, and we've decided they're they're old enough and. We're going to leave them for a few days by we're going to go to the North Georgia Mountains without our kids. Are we insane? I mean, we we haven't done this. Uh, and it's I know it, that it's common for some people, but just in one, we, we actually really like our kids and love to hang out with them. Um, and, but also um, just my wife has never wanted babysitters and stuff. So here we go. We're going to do it. So I'm going to be gone tomorrow. We'll see if when we come back, my wife decides she's had enough of me for a weekend and we don't do it again. But I'm hoping this will be the first of many now that the kids are old enough. Um, I'm just kind of excited. Y'all, it, it, as an aside, you know I got the hot tub uh, from a company it's called Georgia Spa Company. Uh, if you're interested, I, I got a very nice one. My We sat in that uh, spa last night. Uh, my wife and kids and I. And it's like 10 o'clock and we had the most, we just sat there and talked. My son has the most eclectic taste in music. We were going from Johnny Cash to ACDC to Beethoven and he was, he was the DJ and we just had so much fun just hanging out together. Uh, It's just, it's, it's fun to hang out with the family. My kids have just hilarious senses of humor. They're totally going to get canceled one day because of their sense of humor, but it was, it was a ton of fun to hang out and now to just take my wife to the mountains. I'm excited. Okay, I gotta move on. I'm sure y'all don't care about that, but I do. Uh, the Eden Peer Thunderstorm three pack. I'm gonna take one of these with me because we're staying in an Airbnb and I don't know what it's gonna be like. I keep it in my travel bag anyway. And it eliminates odors. If you've got dead animal smell in your house, <laughs> I know people who have that. I did a while back or cooking odors, or smoke odors, or pet odors, you name it. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm will wipe out those odors, and you can get three of them for less than $200. So you can keep one upstairs, downstairs, your basement, or your RV, or your travel bag, wherever. They work. I use it for rental cars. I use it in hotel rooms. It's so small, I can hold it in my hand. I keep it in my travel bag. It doesn't take up a lot of space. EdenPureDeals.com. You put in ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, as your discount code. You get three of them for less than $200. You're actually saving $200, and you get free shipping. The website, again, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is just ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Put it on the front page of the website. Get three of them for less than $200. Start wiping out odors today. Highly portable, and it works. Hello there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you would like to be on the program today, 877-973-7425 across the nation, there's some polling out that we need. Now I I know, I know, I know that we, we, some of you are frustrated about polling, but you just, just, you need to listen to this. You need to listen. But before we get to that, I want to get to Lewis. Welcome to the show, Lewis. How are you?
2: Lewis? Eric. Hey. Hey, um, you talked about the economy and I'm in the trucking industry and we have not slowed down one bit. Um, Last month, I had to go back to places, they had to back to places, because it was the end-of-month inventory, and they had to get the inventory out. Today, I'm going all the way out of Seattle to take hay cutters from New Holland, Pennsylvania. And we're wide open. The fuel is about uh, right about Texas at 309. Up in uh, Iowa, it's about 331. The surcharge is about the same, but everything right now, I think these companies that are moving inventory, they're just going as good as usual. I don't think they're really paying attention to Biden at the, at the moment uh, versus when Trump got the nomination, everybody just went back to you know doing things as normal. But it's the everyday operations that allow the economy, I think, to continue moving versus the upset through the media trying to worry everybody and there's still people wanting to hire they, they just can't find nobody to work
1: yeah that's and the, the ones truth. that are
2: working are covered up because there's nobody else to relieve them
1: yeah yeah you know that's a good point I, I'm I, there was a story the other day about um a lands, landscapers are having real hard time finding people Particularly in Louisiana and Texas because of the heat, uh, but it's happening everywhere. I so you know we were getting the the spa put in the back of our house and in our backyard we had to have some landscaping done, which kind of one led to the other. Uh, we, we've so we live on the downside of a hill, and it, we've gotten so much rain. There's just been a massive pile of erosion. And the hill behind our house is starting to erode, and it's pushing dirt down, and we needed to fix it, sculpt it out, uh, put some rock in. And I got a couple of landscapers, and one of them was just up front that it would be months before they could do it because of a lack of workers. And then the one that wound up doing it uh, was still delayed because of lack of workers and a lack of supplies and inventory, too, for the rocks and stuff. It was I, People continue to run into this. A buddy of mine runs a restaurant. And he said they're still having hard they're paying $20 an hour and they're given health care insurance, good health care insurance. And they're struggling to find workers and keep workers. It's people are really having a hard time finding, uh, fi- finding employees, finding staff, uh, jobs being filled. Supply issues are still we're, we're still an economy that wants to roar even more. And, and we can. And at the same time, in other industries. They're having a hard time because people can't buy their products. Prices have gone up so much due to inflation. People have stopped buying. It's it's kind of a remarkable conundrum. It, the, whether it's a recession or not depends on which business you're in. Home builders, for example, are ha- having a hard time right now because mortgages have gotten high. There's limited supply. Real property is expensive. Uh, and with mortgage rates up, people are having a hard time getting into it. It's just it depends on which industry you're in now. I promise you polling. So I got to tell you, I I have a listener. I assume he's still listening. Every time I say I'm going to talk about polling, I get the nastiest email from him. He does not want to listen to polling. It doesn't matter how much I explain why it's relevant. This one, let me explain to you what this is, though, so you don't get snippy and and he'll still send me a nasty email because I mentioned polling. I have talked to you a number of times about Rui Tehira. He is a uh, progressive. He wrote um, essentially a, a, a book. It was a seminal book on the left. They took it as, as just uh, by faith that there was a wave of blue voters coming and that the future of this country was going to be a coalition of non-white blue-collar voters voting Democrat, and it has been turned on his head. And he has wanted to research why that's turned on his head. And he writes a lot. He appears on television. He he advances a cautionary tale for Democrats. And they continue to not realize just how bad things are for him. Now, Ruitera's premise is that blue-collar voters— economically are more aligned with a a big government, democratic agenda, but culturally, and they're voting culturally, they're more aligned with the GOP. And part of the problem is that the most moderate voters of the democratic party are black and Hispanic voters. It's white progressives who lead the party and white progressives are ruining the party. Let me read you some of the the data from Rui Tierra. He did a, he did a survey of 3000 voters. And they presented people different issues, and they gave them three different tracks. The progressive view, the moderate view, and the conservative view. So let's do immigration first. The progressive view, he gave it to them. People around the world have the right to claim asylum, and America should welcome more immigrants into the country. The moderate view. America needs to secure its borders and create more legal and managed immigration paths to bring in skilled professionals and workers to help our economy grow. The conservative view or the restrictionist view on immigration, America needs to close its borders to outsiders and reduce all levels of immigration. So here's what he found. 24% of voters favor the progressive view of open borders, let anybody in. The most popular opinion was the second one, close the border and prioritize skilled immigration. 59% supported it. The third view of close the borders and no immigration got 17%. But as he notes, among moderate voters, the second position had 66% and 18% favored the permissive first position. 16% favored the draconian position among Swingy independent voters, 62% favored the second position. 19% chose the first and the third position. In other words, the close the borders, don't let anyone in position is not popular. The open the borders, let everyone in position is not popular. The close the borders, let in skilled workers is highly popular with moderates and with independents. Then there's the climate statement. We need a rapid green transition to end the use of fossil fuels and replace them with fully renewable energy sources. There's your progressive position. The moderate position, we need an all-of-the-above strategy that provides abundant and cheap energy from multiple sources, including oil and gas, to renewables, to advanced nuclear power. And then the third position, we need to stop the push to replace domestic oil and gas production with unproven green energy products that raise costs and undercut jobs. Only 29% of voters liked the rapid green transition and getting rid of fossil fuels. The most popular position is the second all-of-the-above approach that emphasizes energy abundance and the use of fossil fuels and renewables and nuclear, favored by 46% of voters. 25% flat-out support producing fossil fuels and opposing green energy products. Moderates are even more heavily skewed. 58%, like the all of the above approach, 19% are in favor of fossil fuel production only. 54% of of independents want all of the above. Democrats, again, seem out of touch with the median American voter for pushing a green revolution and the elimination of fossil fuels. Now, here's the most interesting one. Here are the three choices offered to voters. Here is the... Progressive position. States should protect all transgender youth by providing access to puberty blockers and transition surgeries if desired and allowing them to participate fully in all activities and sports as the gender of their choice. Here's the moderate position. States should protect the rights of transgender adults to live as they want, but implement stronger regulations on puberty blockers, transition surgeries, and sports participation for transgender minors. Here's the conservative position. States should ban all gender transition treatments for minors and stop discussion of gender ideology in all public schools. Got that? The progressive position is gender transition for everyone and let's educate everybody. The moderate position is let transgender adults live as they want, but moderate and regulate transitioning for minors. And the third position is absolutely no gender transition treatments and no discussion. Let me just read you what Rui Tierra, the Democrat liberal writes. The first position here emphasizing availability of medical treatments for transgender children, euphemistically referred to as gender affirming care, and sports participation dictated by gender self identification is unquestionably the default position of the Democratic Party. Indeed, to dissent in any way from this position in Democratic circles is enough to earn one the sobriquet of hateful bigot or worse. Yet only a quarter of voters endorse the position. In fact, The most popular position of the three is the most draconian that medical treatments for transgender children should be banned and discussion of gender ideology in public schools should be banned. 41% of voters, about a third of voters, support the second position advocating regulation on puberty blockers and transition surgeries and sports participation of minors. Together, the latter two positions make three to one against the position of the Democratic Party. A mere 18% of moderate voters back the Democratic position. In contrast, 47% favor stronger regulation. 35% want it banned among moderates. Only 15% of independents are in favor of gender-affirming care. 42% and 43% respectively back the middle approach or the ban approach, more back the ban approach among independent voters. The rather unstartling unpopularity of Democratic positions in these areas and others' obvious distance from the views of the Electoral Center raised the question of whether these unpopular views came from. They came from very liberals. By the way, uh, Gallup today has polling that shows 70%, 70% of Americans want bans on transgender athletes playing in the sports that are not of their biological identity. In other words, boys got to play with boys and girls got to play with girls. And if you're a transgender woman, you still have to play with the boys. And if you're a transgender man, you still have to play with the girls. He concludes here, and what is so striking here is that cultural leftism Not only does not represent the views of most voters, it doesn't represent the views of vast segments of the very party, the Democratic Party, that's now identified with promulgating such cultural leftism. This is not how a big tent party should act. Many Democratic politicians appear to believe they can get away with indulging, if not promoting, such cultural leftism because Trump and the Republicans are so terrible. That is short-sighted. It is. You know, now this is a controversial part for me to say because I know how it triggers some of you when I say it. If the Republican Party picks anyone not named Trump for its 2024 presidential nomination, that person is going to have a field day with the cultural leftism of the Democrats. Even Donald Trump has a viable path to victory, but the others have such an easier path because of this stuff. Because Trump is very polarizing to the independent, moderate voters who are looking for an alternative, who are begging the GOP to come up with someone else. You put someone else up, that person has the potential to woo black and Hispanic voters into the GOP at a higher rate, to turn suburban moms back to the GOP when they've drifted away because of Trump. The cultural leftism of the Democratic Party is out of step with Americans. And the Americans are just begging the GOP, please pick someone new to be your nominee so we can move on from the insanity. question is, how insane are the Republicans? We'll find out. All right, we got to move on. Before we do, i got to tell you about Vision Computers. Vision Computers, they built my son his gaming PC. I'm starting because of the hot tub from Georgia Spa. Now I'm starting to see, weaving these advertisers together. I see my son at night in the hot tub. Otherwise, he's playing on his PC. I have not done tech support, y'all. I'm the tech support guy in the house. I, I fix everything in the house tech support except his gaming PC because he calls Vision Computer's tech support and they walk him through it. And in a couple of cases, they've just remoted into his computer. They set up his email. They got him his Gmail account. They made sure I was okay with it first. They, they parental controls. They did a great job. Very happy with them. They can do this for you and your family or for your business. If you need a computer, they can build it for you, customize it for you. They can make it upgradable for you so you don't have to constantly buy a new computer box. They can also be your tech support. They will do all the tech support you need for your computer. So, for example, if you've got it for your business, your employees individually can call the tech support at Vision Computer. If they're having a problem with, your computers, with their computer, and Vision will troubleshoot their printer, their email, you name it. They save you money, and they keep your business uptime going because they keep your computers going. So they save you money. They give you a great computer that's expandable and upgradable that costs less than a lot of the uniform big box store ones. And then they give you their world-class tech support where they actually answer the phone. You can get it all by calling them anywhere nationwide, 404-COMPUTE, 404-COMPUTE, or just reach out to them at visioncomputers.com. But if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask about the Eric Erickson Special, they'll cut you a great deal. You can't even find that one online, visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. Uh, My producer says he hasn't heard a word I've been saying, so (laughs) Uh, I'll never say anything nice about him again. Joe, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Good. How are you?
2: Um, This morning on the knees, I heard that the oldest brewery, or brewing company, the United States is closing. I believe they're in Chicago. Uh, they're it, no, no, it this is
1: it's San Francisco. It's Anchor Anchor Brewing in San yeah, Francisco.
2: They're blaming it on the pandemic. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that, man. Is that am I out of touch, or is that still a valid?
1: No, I, I, I think, uh, so I read the story too, and yeah, they were saying it, it was, it was pandemic. I, I have a hard time, uh, believing it. So Anchor Beer, it's owned by a Japanese company now, and they tried to find a buyer and no one wanted to buy it. And it has way more to do if you, if you read underneath it, uh, the reason they're blaming the pandemic is because of the s- societal out, uh, fall or, or fallout in San Francisco because of the pandemic. Nobody wants to live there. Nobody wants to move there. Nobody wants to buy a business there. Uh, and they say it's the pandemic when really it's because of the social choices made in San Francisco after the pandemic. Kind of sad. Never had Anchor Beer, but uh, oldest uh, one of the oldest breweries in the country, oldest steam brewery. They, they started making it for the 49ers in 1849. Uh, they've been going ever since. And now they're going to go out of business. Because nobody wanted to buy a brewery in San Francisco. You know, this hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. And if you want to buy a business or build a business, build a building, buy a building, buy a franchise, expand a franchise, buy a business partner, that's the sort of deals they do. They want to help you. If you need $250,000 or more, reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. When we come back, did you know Christopher Ray testified before the House yesterday? Poor old Ken Buck. He's a dear friend of mine. He just seemed appalled by a lot of what was happening on both sides in that hearing. We didn't really learn a lot new. Now, everybody's kind of spinning it as as he made some major revelations. He really didn't. He did put some distance between himself and Merrick Garland, which I thought was notable. What was more notable, though, about the Christopher Ray hearing in Congress yesterday is not what Christopher Ray said. It wasn't the questions asked. It was what happened outside of the hearing. Oh, yeah. What happened outside of the hearing? And you haven't paid attention to a lot of that coverage, I bet. But it's actually far more illuminating than anything said inside the hearing. When we come back, I've got the receipts. I got the audio. I want to play it for you. Fascinating what happened outside of the hearing.
0: 18 plus.